Hey, good morning, good evening. Welcome back to the podcast, One Man, One Tree, and a Hill. I'm your host, two-time wrestling champion, stand-up comedian, Jared Waters. I hope all is well. Happy Independence Day. Happy July 4th. Happy Independence, whoever celebrating Independence Day. Shout out to my dog, Big Willie, Big Smith. Will Smith, Independence Day movie was, well, you know, Will's having a rough, rough, Smith family's having a rough week. <laughs> Uh, but this is not a gossip podcast at all, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, freaking Google it. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, good Independence Day songs, and the only Independence Day song I can think of is the Munchkin Day Independence. Does anybody remember that? The Munchkins. It was like when uh, <laughs> when Dorothy dropped the house on the Wicked Witch and the Munchkins came out and started singing their Independence. I think I have an, I, I remember it goes... As corridor, I must ever I thoroughly examine. No, he's probably somewhere. As corridor, I must have her. I thoroughly examined her, and she's not only merely dead; she's really most sincerely dead. <laughs> and then the mayor comes out. This is a day of independence for all the Munchkins and their descendants. If any, yes, the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch at last is dead. We welcome you. But yeah, that was uh, that was a Munchkin Independence Day. But yeah, hopefully you celebrate Independence Day, barbecue, cookout, whatever you're doing. Uh, congratulations. Uh, when I said it's not a gossip podcast, someone recently asked me, like, what is your podcast? And I had to explain it to them. And we've been getting a lot of emails about the podcast. Thank you so much for emailing me. I'm only one dude, so I'm responding back. And a lot of emails are about Stefan, Stefan Hightower. It was, he came to my house, we recorded that in my house, and it was just an amazing him telling his story that he was, about him meeting his father at 29, you could see it, and you can't, you really couldn't see it, but you could see in his eyes how, how sad he was, and how happy he was to finally meet his dad, and he had to forgive his dad for a lot of pain, his dad was a preacher, and he felt like his dad wasn't preaching what, preaching what he was supposed to be preaching, because he didn't connect with his son, so uh, that was amazing seeing Stefan do that. And a lot of the emails are asking me, <clears throat> excuse me, why don't you do video to the podcast? And I, I personally think video is distracting, man. Something with a podcast is all about audio, you know? So I just want you to, like, listen. These people that I bring on the podcast are sharing their stories. And sometimes when you're looking at a person, you're, you just think of different things instead of just listening to their story. You know, sometimes if you just close your eyes or sometimes if you're just listening, you're just like, okay, boom. You could be distracted. Oh, look at her eyelashes. Look at how he's looking. Look at this. How? Why are they sitting on a couch? Why are they doing this? So it's all audio. I got that from Mark Mark Norman, Mark Marin. He goes, it's just audio. So it's audio. Also, a lot of the emails have been uh, asking me, when are we going to review uh, One Tree Hill episodes? And I kind of, I didn't say I forgot, but I know most of the our listeners are from the One Tree Hill fan base that we've developed uh, going on different podcasts. And we will. We will. We'll get back to it. I'm going to start setting up a schedule of how the podcast is dropping. So Tuesdays is going to be, we're going to call it Soul Tuesdays. Those are the interviews of like all the marvelous people I've met throughout the world and just people I meet and we just we do their life stories. It's a time capsule. Then we're going to say fri- every second Friday or sa- we'll say every second Friday we'll drop a One Tree Hill episode. And then on Saturdays, we do the Woody's Roundup. That's what we're doing now. We round up the information that's happening throughout the week, all the questions that you guys email, the topics that you want me to cover, and we just, we effing do it. That's what we do. Shout out to my homie, Jenny. Shout out to Jenny in Midland, Texas. Shout out to the Yakota Stars. 
Uh, I'm just saying, I just saw her. I just, I just, I just kind of popped up on my feet. I was like, what's up, Jenny? What up? Maybe I should have said what up. But what up, Jenny? Shout out to my girl Jenny out here, out here in Midland, Texas. So we're going to pump out the One Tree Hill episodes. I think we're on season one, episode six. We're going to pump that out. And I'm looking at your emails, and it seems, turns out you guys want me to talk about Jada Pinkett Smith. That's what you, everyone keeps writing me about that. Uh, my personal opinion is, you know, these people are married adults. I don't, you know, I personally, whatever they do is what they do. You know, I don't, I, F it. you know, I don't want to speak on married people's business, you know. Uh, like we said, talked about last time, proactive being reactive. The NFL is starting up. Cam Newton finally has a job, which is cool. Cam Newton is one of my favorite players. And it's effing sad. It's effing sad that he was making $15 million. Now his base salary is like 500. He has the base minimum, $500,000. Panthers kind of screwed him. They didn't trade him. They didn't like, they like wasted his value. And he put his life down for that organization. Broken ankle, broken shoulder. But that's what football is. Football is the only sport that doesn't have guaranteed money. And if I was a football player, I know they are, they need the money. I would just sit out. Everybody in the sport to sit out. Football makes over like $4 billion annually. The players get to see maybe 2% of that money. And half of the contracts aren't guaranteed. If you get hurt, they can cut you. They can drop you. Like the F. Freaking leave. Take a, take a year off. People cannot handle no football. Especially in America, we can't handle no football. There's a freaking pandemic. And the one thing we're talking about is football. So imagine if we just stopped playing football for like just a season and fall for guaranteed contracts. And the NFL, most of the NFL players union are fighting for health reasons and health and higher salaries. I get that, but just guarantee the money. If you guarantee the money, if you get hurt, you're guaranteed going to get paid. Uh, this past week we celebrated happy Bobby Banila Day. If you don't know Bobby Banila, that's well transition to football and baseball. Bobby Banila is a baseball player, right? And he gets paid every he gets paid every July. I think it's July or June, whenever he gets paid a million, one point one million dollars, and he hasn't played baseball in ten years, and he gets paid until two thousand and forty something, two thousand four thirty five or something like that. So that's why I say guaranteed contracts. Effing football players. Imagine a football player, you get $100 million guaranteed, so when you're out the league, they still pay you. They got the money, so freaking NFL Players Union, freaking do it. You know, I, that's what I would say because you got Cam Newton right now, and he's just – it's sad. It's sad that a backup quarterback from the Lions gets paid more than Cam Newton and Jameis Winston at the same time. But, you know, that's what it is, and that's what it was. Other news, Florida. Oh, my great state of Florida is has the highest spike of cases of the coronavirus – so, yeah, I've been so freaking wrong about the coronavirus. In the beginning, I didn't think it was that much, and then I slowly evolved and realized how serious it is. Over 100,000 people have died in New York City. A million people have died all over the world. Like, we're entering this freaking pandemic. I had a freaking, my friend Steven's father, he passed away from coronavirus. And I just really feel like with the people of Florida, we're getting all the rejects from every other state that go down to Florida. People, summer homes are in Florida. People just going down to Florida, going outside spreading the virus, and now the governor of New York has stated that no one from the South <laughs> is to enter New York without a 14-day quarantine. And I heard a comic say this funny statement. He goes, who from the South goes to New York for the, <laughs> the summertime? And that's true. I remember growing up, all like New York kids would come down to come down to the South for the summer because they needed space. And uh, 
opportunity to to not to just walk outside without smoke in the air. Uh, darker news: uh, We finally found Vanessa Galen. Vanessa Galen. What a what a freaking sad story. If you don't know, there's a soldier named Vanessa Galen. 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 And she was missing in Texas. Fort Hood is the base that she went to. <clears throat> Excuse me. And her family was missing her. So what happened was she's been sex. She was sexually harassed by this guy that worked with her, some fellow soldier. She was sexually harassed. And the good thing is that she told her family what was going on. And she told from from my readings that she told. Well, let's just read it. Let's just read it. I don't want to do it. Vanessa is 20 years old. Uh, she was based in Fort Hood, Texas, and was reportedly, oh, this is the, well, let me explain it before I read the whole article. So we're trying to, everyone's trying to find out where this girl went missing, right? This girl, the soldier, excuse me. So this soldier went missing, but she told her family before. She told her family that she was being pretty much harassed by this soldier. <clears throat> she harassed the soldier on this base, and she didn't feel, feel comfortable. So I guess she let the soldier know that she's going to report it to the chain of command. He couldn't handle that, and she went missing. She went missing, but nobody on the base knew where she was, and they kind of just like, you know, especially with the military, if you go AWOL, they, they, they put that, they put you, they, you know, they put the little hit to find you and stuff like that. So that was what was happening. So recently found out that she was found. Her body remains were found. They found like hair samples and everything else, and she was murdered by this dude and his wife, his estranged wife. Let me just read, now I'm going to read the article. Vanessa, at the age of 20, was born, was based in Fort Worth, Hood, Texas, Fort Worth, Fort Hood, Texas, excuse me, and is reportedly beaten so badly she had to be identified through the strands of her hair. Jesus Christ. Uh, she went missing on April 22nd. <clears throat> she was a private first class, was last seen at a parking lot in the U.S. Army base on April 22nd. Her car keys, ID card, wallet, and barrack key was found at her work after she went missing. Initially, 500 soldiers a day were searching the area nearby for Galeen. But as soon as the U.S. Army's Criminal Investigation Command took over the found, excuse me, and found human remains near Leon River in the Bell County, that's in Texas, roughly 20 miles east from Fort Hood, Galeen's family said they believed their remains were hers. Military officials said they identified two suspects, another soldier and a civilian, in her disappearance. But the soldier shot himself and died after they tried contacting him. This is the soldier. In the news conference of Fort Hood, officials confirmed that soldier Aaron Robinson was a suspect. This is a black dude. Just not a good time for black people to be effing up. You know what I mean? But, you know, this F this dude. F this dude as a staff and record label. They refused to confirm, conform, confirm. Excuse me, who the civilian was, and the investigation is ongoing. They recently arrested Cecilia, Cecily, excuse me, Aguila, Aguila, Aguila. She was suspected of being involved in the Galeen death, according to that. Robinson was allegedly spotted in the Army parking lot one day of as the day, excuse me, as Galeen disappeared. Kawam said that Cecily who was an exchange wife of another Fort Hood soldier. Wow, that's not even his wife. Never mind. May have been having some sort of relationships with Robinson. Okay, now it's making sense. And also is a suspect of being involved. The attorney has claimed that Galeen confronted Robinson over the allegedly affair and he was having while in the armory room and the argument broke up. Okay, so Galeen confronted Robinson about the alleged affair. He was at, oh, okay, now it's making sense. Robinson allegedly told Galeen she was not she would not ruin his she would not ruin his military career and grabbed a hammer and belligerently oh my god he he, killed, he hit her to death 
Uh, Kwame alleges that Robinson then used a machete to hack her body parts up before encasing her parts inside semen. It was reported that before she disappeared, Galene had told her family she was being sexually harassed by her superior. Guam said that Galene did not feel comfortable reporting the harassment because she didn't feel safe. Uh, she called an apparent incident during which Galene was taking a shower and her superior walked in on her and sat down. Oh, my God. She was creeped out as one would be. Guam said that her superior walked in on her in the shower was a soldier who died of the suicide. Okay, so this guy was her superior. Okay. During the press conference today, officials said that they had no evidence at this time to suggest that Robinson had been sexually harassed by Galene. This is, wow. This is this is a lot to pack in. I, I This is the first time you're reading this article as well. A uh, lot to pack in. So, allegedly, uh, Vanessa confronted this dude about having an affair, right? She was like, I guess she checked him about having an affair. But at the same time, she was being sexually harassed by this soldier that killed himself because he was walking in while she was in the shower, right? And we're going to cut to, we're going to cut, we're going to bring up this video of her sister's talking, which is very sad, so brace yourself. This is her sister at a conference uh, asking, pretty much asking the government or asking everyone to help find her sister. So this is her sister at a press conference. This was her sister, like, looking for her. Human remains have yet not been confirmed, but I still don't lose hope. My mother's on bed right now with them pills. Why? Because they lie to our faces every single day that passed. Every single day, which is two months, more than two months. My sister Vanessa Guillen was sexually harassed, yet nothing was done to it. For her legs of responsibility, safety, and respect, because they didn't respect my sister. They didn't keep my sister safe. They always try to cover up for each other. Why? My sister's a human too. She deserves respect. She deserves to be heard. Because if this can happen to my sister, it can happen to anyone else. My sister was also sexually harassed, and this led to this. They don't protect our suffrage, women and men. They're the ones putting their life at risk every day for the nation and for us. Just like my sister. How can this happen on military base? How can this happen while she was on duty? How can this just happen and they let it go under the rug like if it was nothing? They take sexual harass harassment, sexual assault as a joke. Just see the hashtag I am Vanessa Guillen. All those men and women in our service suffering from sexual harassment, suffering from sexual assault because they report it, yet they take it as a joke. My sister's no joke. My sister's a human being. And I want justice. And I want answers. Because my sister did not do this to herself. Someone did it. It's effed up, man. That's a, that's a tough, that's tough to hear. And she's right. She's right. A lot of a lot of stuff happens in the military. It's like a it's a, it's a fraternity. It's a fraternity slash sorority where it's its own world. What happens on that base, they try to keep it on that base. They try to keep a lot of the things uh, in house. I have a lot of friends that are soldiers. A lot of friends that are a lot of friends that are in the military. You know, growing up in a military family, it's like that. You know what I mean? I, and then you you get it's so easy to get caught in a rabbit hole of just like I go. I went to the hashtag and I was like, dang, people that I know were just like. 
I was sexually harassed in the military where when I said something, they called me, I was weak. They said that I couldn't handle it and stuff like that. And sometimes it's just like there's a, a male toxic environment that's happening. And as men, you have to rid yourself of this toxicity, you know? And you don't know until you have these conversations with women and realize, like, oh, maybe I made somebody uncomfortable. Maybe I should say that, right? I think when I was 21, 21, 22, I had that realization when I was talking to somebody about, I was at work one time, and this girl was telling me about these jokes this dude was making. And I was like, and she kept saying, she goes, he's not appropriate. And I didn't get it because I was like, he's just effing around. And then when I sat there and I was like, oh, F. If you feel uncomfortable, I should be the one supporting you saying that you feel uncomfortable. So I walked to this dude. Now, I'm not trying to put myself as a hero. I was like, yo, man, she feels uncomfortable. Maybe you should chill out. And he goes, oh, all right. Then it turns out they were romantically together. So, you know, still still's not no point to do anything else. But I didn't know that as well. But, however, I still wanted to be the point, like, as a woman, you should never feel at your job or at your worst place that you're being gaslit or being gaslighted. All right, let me first break down what gaslighting is. I notice a lot of people hit me up sometimes when I put gaslighting. Gaslighting is when you manip- manipulate someone by psychologically by psychologically questioning their own sanity, meaning that whatever they tell you that you're like embadgering a witness because you are questioning their own sanity. So they start to question like, am I really going through this or am I tripping? So a lot of these soldiers are being gaslit, meaning that they experience some form of harassment, but people have been harassed so many times, they're just thinking like, no, nah, this is just the way the sergeant is, you know? And it's a, it's a whole other world, man. My, my guys who are soldiers, man, they ride for each other, ride for each other. But just imagine, you know, people are at war and the barracks aren't separated or, you know, these tents or stuff like that. So uh military has to address this you know what i mean this this does not look good and you know you can't vanessa's dead at 20 and you never can get her back her life was cut short and that's just sad like that was sad like who and i'm just like man chopping up a a girl's body parts and put them in cement and then you got the weakness of killing yourself instead of standing for your crimes it's just it's just all bad man i think we as men we have to just start listening to women you just have to start listening even when you don't understand the best thing you can do is just listen, shut the F up, and listen. And as a dude, sometimes I find myself always taking the dude side instead of realizing, like, no, no, if a woman feels uncomfortable, what is, what's going on with me? I should be able to want to listen. You know, I think, I, I think it all happened to me when I was, I guess, you know, as I got baby sisters, I started listening to them and realized, like, oh, wow, we were raised completely different. These, these ladies need a voice. Uh, I think it, the eye-opener happened to me. I'm stand-up comic, and this comedian, she's on Netflix now. But before she got on Netflix, well, she's always been star. Her name is April Macy. April Macy, she's been on uh, NBC's Last Comic Standing. Uh, she was on Tiffany Haddish's uh, She Ready. Very funny, redhead. I'm just saying she just has red hair, but redhead. So the reason why I say that is because we did a show together maybe before I left. New York, so 2016. So before I was leaving Florida to go to New York, I had a bunch of shows. You know, it's like the farewell shows, like the gift that keeps giving when you're leaving, they start giving you more shows. And April Macy and I, we are doing the show. I'm featuring for her, and I'm driving her back to her hotel, right? I'm driving to her hotel. I'm driving to the radio. It's just a thing that you do. It's a good way to bond with the headliner. So after the show, good show, everything else, and she goes, hey, can we go to the store, which is like, a mile away from the comedy club side splitters. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll drive you wherever. You know, I got time. And 
She goes, I'm just going to run in here and get some apples. I think she's going to smoke out of the apple or something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. I'll wait here. And then she goes, can you come inside with me? And in my mind, I'm like, man, this is a freaking diva and stuff like that. But I was like, yeah, I'll go. No problem. I was like, you know, I was, I was, I'll go. You know, more time to bond. And as we go inside, there's a group of dudes waiting for her after the show because she does this bit about, like, being an alligator, like, eating a girl out. And the only thing you see is the eyes. So guys look like alligators. And she does this act-out bit. And these dudes were just like, oh, here comes the alligator. I'm trying to get you an alligator on me. And then I was like, hey, yo, excuse me. Yo, yo, chill. And I look at her and I ask her, like, does this always happen? She goes, yeah. She goes, there's a chance I could die, man. And I was like, man, I didn't even think. Imagine all these female comics out here. Not just, you know, just females in general, not even a comic. When you walk to your car, there's a chance you could be taken. There's a chance you could be assaulted you know and i take that for granted i took to granted about just me just walking home by myself saying f it i'm good you know i took that for granted i had to learn that i learned that at like 21 22 years old I, no i was like 24 25 so imagine all these years in life before 25 not knowing that or maybe i was 26 that there's women out here that don't feel safe and i'm taking it for granted just like yo watch walk to you just walk to your car but, you know, being from the South, we always walk people to our cars and stuff like that. But I didn't know me being nice was something that they take for granted. I was like, oh, okay, no, okay, now I get the pepper spray. Now I get, you know, I think you should always have pepper spray. But, you know, it's just, it's not tough, but it's just like we, we have to, we're breaking up this society of just being a man club. You know, the man, the man club of just, you know, some things when you're not a woman, you're not ever going to understand a woman, and you have to understand that. You can't reason. You can try to reason, but it's just, if they're telling you something, just freaking listen. And that's what I'm learning, man. I'm going to, I don't have any kids yet, you know, but when I have a daughter, I have to make sure when I tell her, like, look, if you ever feel uncomfortable, you ever feel like I'm treating you a different way, let me know so I can, so I can be better. I remember when I first started teaching, I was like always making the boys hold the door open for the girls, and everyone thought that it was respectful. So one lady goes, well, these girls can open the door for themselves. I was like, yeah, they're right. She goes, yeah, they didn't need to know that a gentleman's not always going to be there. I'm like, oh, freak, yeah, all right, well. I had to learn that. I had to learn just like, okay, well, I was like, well, I had to explain like, you know, it's nice for a dude to open the door for you, but you can't open the door for yourself. The reason why I open the door for you because I want to let you know that I want you to, I want to show you that these are the, I don't know, freak, I don't know. But this is just the way I was raised. You know, the way I was raised is completely different. But shout out to Vanessa. Prayers up to her family, man. And to all the soldiers who are dealing with this, man. I, your story needs to be heard. Your freaking story needs to be heard. And that's what and that's what it is. And that's what it was. And to everyone out there that listens to this podcast, please don't gaslight anybody. If someone's telling you something that you've been hurt or they've been disrespected, that's gaslighting. Believe them. Don't question or maybe you're looking more into this. Nah, F it. They're being, don't gaslight these people. Oh, there's another email we got. How do I feel about the NFL playing the National Black Anthem? Uh, it's cool if you want to, but uh, the National Black Anthem's kind of hard. <laughs> uh, it's just everybody's being reactive to a lot of things, reactive to what's going on. Everybody's making excuses instead of like doing what's the problem is that black people don't feel safe in this country, and everyone else is reacting but like maybe we should take away this maybe we should take away that and i was like i don't think what is the black anthem going to do for nfl football because you're going to have people you don't think black people are going to kneel when they hear the national anthem <laughs> maybe that's why if we play the black national anthem maybe they won't kneel so much 
And it's crazy that about the National Black Anthem because my grandma Loretta, she passed away, but she was so mad that I did not know the lyrics. And I remember us marching in Greenville, North Carolina because she marched with Martin Luther King. And when they sung the National Black Anthem, she looked at me and the look of disappointment in her face was just like, why don't you know this song? I'm like, well, well freak. So these are the lyrics. If you don't know what's going to happen on NFL Sunday, I'm going to try to sing it. If not, lift every voice and sing. And then you come in. Till earth and heaven rings, ring with the harmonies of liberty. So of liberty, let our rejoicing rise. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound. Wait, let it resound. The okay, let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Here's my part. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Here it goes. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun on us. Freak, I can't believe I effed that up on my podcast. But freaking download the lyrics, man. I'm trying to remember it by heart, and it's pretty bad. So imagine having someone sing the National Black Anthem. But Little Rel did it on his uh, special. I'll read it. F it. I'm not going to disrespect this podcast. Here we go. Lift every voice and sing till earth and heaven rings. Ring with every harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listening skies. Let it resound aloud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of a new day begun. Let us march on till victory is won. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod. Felt in the days we hope unborn had died. Yet the steady beat. Have not our weary feet. Come to the place which our fathers have signed. We have come over the way with that tears has wanted and watered us. We have to come, we have come, treading our path through the blood that is slaughtered, out from the gloomy past, till now we stand at last, where the white gleam of our bright stars cast. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us this far, thus far, on the way. Thou who has the might lead us into the light, Keep us forever in the path we pray. Least our feet stray from the places of our God where we meet thee. Least our hearts drunk of the wine with the world. We forget thee, the shadow beneath thy hand. May we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. That's the National Black Anthem. And if you think that uh, middle America who's having a problem with Black Lives Matter is going to listen to that NFL on day one, you got another thing coming, Jack. Uh, okay, other news. Uh, NBA is starting. How do I feel about that? Yeah, so I realize that this everyone you guys, when you guys email me, it's just really current events. But F it. I love it. NBA starting, you know, I don't think it takes a distraction away from the protests. You know, I think the protests, most people end the protests around 8 o'clock anyways. And the NBA games start around 8 o'clock. You know, this is their their profession. So I get it. If they want to risk their lives to play basketball, F it. Let them do it. Uh, other thing, the movie 365. Holy smokes. Did I see that? Yeah, I saw it. Me and my lady saw it. Whoa, that's a lot of, whoo, that's a lot of cheeks being clapped in this movie. Golly. If you don't know, this is how the movie is set up. Uh, this, I think he's, 
Italian. I would say he's Italian, and he's he's Italian dude. He's Italian gangster, and his father dies, or his uncle gets killed. And as he dies, before his uncle dies, he sees this girl on the beach, and he fantasizes, or just fantasizes. He's just dreaming. She's a very pretty girl on the beach, and he has his face of this girl. And when he gets shot, or when his when he gets when his uncle gets shot, the last thing he sees is her, right? So his whole goal is to find this woman, it's just to find this woman because I guess she's his good luck charm. So cut back to the girl. The girl she has a bad heart, and she's dating this guy with a bald head, and he's not really appreciating her. He's like making excuses not to take her places because she got a bad heart. And he's like, "You want to go to the mountains today?" I left to the mountains. Like, why? She's like, "Your heart couldn't take it, girl. Sit down." So. He's not giving her what she needs as a woman. She doesn't feel like this guy like cares about her. He's gotten comfortable in the relationship. That's what I've been learning from all these women on the podcast. Never get comfortable in the relationship. So she meets this gangster, and he looks at her, and then he just steals her. He just abducts. He kidnaps her, right? He kidnaps her, and his goal is to make her fall in love with him. So she takes a shower. He gets in the shower with her. Uh, they don't do anything, and then, like, he makes her, like, look at her, look at him hooking up with other girls, and then he won't touch her, and then they eventually, she, like, likes it a little bit because he's rich and he's buying her stuff, and next you know, they fall in love, and before they get married, or before they fall in love, they start making love all over uh, yachts, uh, just just a lot of, just a lot of ta da 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 just a lot of ta da 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 just a lot of cleat cheeks being clapped. Good movie. Good movie. Um... But at the end, to spoil it for you, as she's going, she tries on her wedding dress, some mobster kills her. And that's how the movie ends. And they're going to make part two to it. Part two. So I get it. I like it. I like it. Uh, a lot of people feel like it is not because it's a it's a giffy movie because a lot of people are being sex trafficked. So they said this movie highlights or puts a, a puts a... They say that this movie is negating the fact of the message of sex trafficking. And I can understand how someone feels that way. How you're so traumatized that you think you fall in love with the person who sex trafficked you. I get that. But they're making part two of this movie. So, you know, if Netflix decides to cancel the movie, I get it. But right now it's the number five movie on Netflix. So I understand that. Speaking of trafficking, uh, Epstein... Epstein, yeah, there's another one. Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein. I finally watched that documentary. Holy f! What the freak was going on out there, man? Jeffrey Epstein was like, I, you know, I, you know, as comedians, we always have like jokes and stuff like that. Everyone makes jokes about Jeffrey Epstein, about him being a child molester or being a sex trafficker and stuff. All make jokes, but I watched that documentary and like, freak! A lot of people gotta go to jail. A lot of people gotta go to jail, and they finally caught his. His second in command, I think her name is Gasoline Maxwell. Her name is Galena, Galene Maxwell. So, uh, so Jeffrey Epstein would pry on little girls, which is not cool at all. He pries on high school girls, and what he did was he would use Galene to go and grab the girls, and he started this pyramid scheme of just like if you didn't want to do anything with them, he would pay you like three hundred dollars, and you would find another girl, and another girl would find another girl, and that's how he paid people off, right? So he did that, and he was like, uh, since he was a billionaire, or a mil- he has like $500 million, he had a private island in the Virgin Islands. He had a place in Florida, a place in Paris where he did all this stuff. 
And these girls are saying they saw Bill Clinton there. They saw uh, the Prince of England, Andrew. I didn't even know the Queen had other kids. So she saw the Prince of the Prince of England was there, and all these girls are like adults now, and they're telling their stories, which is amazing. And they were ready to bring Jeffrey to trial, and Jeffrey killed himself. But we really feel like uh, the government killed him because he had a lot of dirt on a lot of people. He blackmailed a lot of people. So a lot of people feel like the Clintons killed him. It's a lot of conspiracies. They think the president killed him. Uh, maybe. But these girls are trying to tell their story for like maybe 20 years, and <clears throat> they just ignored him because he had a lot of money and he had a lot of power. So they got Galeen. They found Galeen in New Hampshire, and Galeen is from England. So Galeen, the question is, Will they kill Galeen or will Galeen stand trial? And I think Galeen might mysteriously get sick in a prison and passes away. Because if Jeff knew all the dirt, I'm pretty sure Galeen knows where all the pictures are. She knows where everything else is. And Jeff really was just like, F you. He like, before he died, he signed his will and gave everything to his brother. He didn't give anything to the victims, nothing else. So Jeffrey Epstein, F you as a staff and record label to you, sir. Uh... And I'm going to get out of here with this. This is actually a story. I was on the train Tuesday, right? On the train Tuesday. So we dropped the podcast, Stefan. I'm on the train. And this dude has his mask on, right? This dude has his mask on. I have on my mask on. But he is going. If we're saying Tuesday, Tuesday has to be July. Tuesday was, no, so it's Tuesday. It's the end of the end of Pride Month. So he's. It's the end of Pride Month. It's not like a big parade, but like he's setting up. So this guy's doing his makeup. He's doing like his eyeshadow or like a like an eye palette or something. And we're like sitting next to each other. And I give him a thumb up and I'm just like, hey man, uh I like I like what you're doing with your eyeshadow. It looks nice. And he goes, Yeah, you do? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. We're already looking at each other. I was like, Yeah. I was like, What is that? Is that a is that a James Charles edition? And he looks at me and he goes, What do you know about James Charles? I said, well, I know James Charles uh, does makeup, right? And he had, just has a, a, a eye palette that he just dropped, and some people get, like, beta tests of it. And then me and this dude proceeded to talk for over an hour, over an hour on the train. Well, we get off, and I, I freaking, we go to, well, I was going to a comedy show, but I get off, and we just end up talking for an hour about makeup. And he was more shocked that I knew so much about makeup, and I was more impressed that I knew about James Charles. And what happened was, a couple a couple months ago, during this quarantine, I just realized that all these makeup artists are like like rappers. They beef with each other. They fight all the time. And I recently got caught down a rabbit hole about James Charles and this girl named Tati. And Tati was his mentor, I guess, was his mentor. And she got mad at him because... Because he promoted like another makeup line and they started beefing. Let me give you a little history. Tati, she's 38. She's called the OG Beauty YouTuber. She started her own uh, YouTube channel called Glam Life. Grew in 2011, right? Uh, she does product reviews, tutorials, makeup challenges, life vlogs. And in February 2018, she launched her own supplement brand company called Halo Beauty. So Halo Beauty is like multivitamins for hair, clear skin, nails, everything else. Now, here goes my dog, James Charles. James Charles, 21, uh, YouTuber. He has his own channel only four years ago, but he has 16 million viewers, and he's a vlogger as well. He calls all his fans sisters, and he's the male face of CoverGirl, right? So these two were collaborators. They'd be in each other's videos. James would do her makeup, and she mentored James, and he calls her mom, right? He calls her mom, 
and this was the early part of it, and this is what happened where the drama started. So this happened like last year, right? Last year. Now I know all about this because I spent like hours watching this fight. On <laughs> I was watching this fight. On, I was supposed to be writing these SNL packets. That's what I'm doing now. But I stopped to watch. I was like, "What? What's up with this world? Why don't I know about it?" And I was. So here we go. So James is at Coachella. Pretty much James is at Coachella. And what happened was he promoted this product called Sugar Bear. Now, Sugar Bear is a product like the Kardashians love, but it's the competitor of Halo Beauty. So his mom is like, yo, what the F are you promoting Sugar Bear at uh, Coachella because, you know, you're a part of this mafia. You should never cross sides. And what James is saying, like, he didn't feel safe at Coachella. He was inside a mob of people, and he didn't have any security. So the only chance he could have security is the Sugar Bear people are like, we'll give you security in a private thing if you promote our products, which is Sugar Bear, right? So uh, he posts an apology to Tati saying, like, she's my, been like my mother since the first day I was in the industry. She loves and support me. He claims that he only promoted Sugar Bear products because it helped him get security when the crowd was around him at Coachella because he felt dangerous. He was scared. And he lost 4 million YouTube subscribers, right? And then he gained them all back. And then Tati, she addressed his apology. She pretty much said, like, uh, F you as a staff and record label, James. I mentored you. This is about loyalty. This is about respect. And I'm confused why James did that. Then James fired back. <laughs> so James fired back and said the only reason why he did it is because, you know, he needed safety. And he said, we talk about unity, but you guys aren't supporting me. Boom, right? So this is the beef. These makeup people are pretty much, it's all its all freaking drama. And all these makeup people got a lot of past. Jeffree Star, whatever, he's saying the N-word and saying racist stuff with people buy his products because uh, FN, he gives you money on Cash App. So this makeup world is just, it's just amazing that most people don't know about. These people got like 20 million loyal fan base and they're just, they just, they just review makeup tutorials. And these dudes are really beefing with each other. And females, excuse me. So everyone's just beefing with each other. So I'm talking to this dude about James Charles. And it was his eye palette. And then he, we had this full hour conversation. He goes, do you think Tati was wrong? Do you think James was wrong? And I said, you know, I personally side with James. You know, he's a young kid. He makes mistakes. But I feel Tati because, you know, I brought you in this game. You know what I mean? That's like... If Kanye West says something disrespectful to Jay Z's, like I get it, you are your own entity, but hey, yo, H to the Izzo first. So me and this dude are talking, and then uh, his name is Roger. So at the end, I was like, hey man, I gotta go to this show. I'm going to Brooklyn. He gets off on like Canars. He gets off on Montrese Avenue. I get off on Morgan Avenue. And I was like, hey, let's link up. So I exchanged my number, and I'm going to get him on the podcast. So if you see Roger on the podcast, we met on the train. We talked about makeup, and he's a YouTuber as well. He reviews makeup as well. And uh, we're going to get him on the podcast. So like I said, I just meet interesting people. I'm just, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just an effing peacock, you know what I mean? I just like to fly. So that's, uh, that's the July 4th. That's the Woody's Roundup of what's going on, what's, what's happening on the Hill, me alone with my own thoughts. Uh, shout out to my homie Jenny. I just got to keep saying that. Shout out to Jenny. Shout out to Midland, Texas. Uh, the reason why I keep saying shout out to Jenny because Midland, Texas reminds me of Friday Night Lights, one of my favorite movies. But shout out to everybody out there. Like, subscribe, review. What's going to happen is every Tuesday we're dropping the interviews. The Tuesdays we're dropping the time capsule. So if you don't know, like I say, this podcast is a time capsule of memories, you know. Uh, when some of my friends passed away, 
I always thought to myself, I mean, I wish we had one conversation that we just sat there and we could just listen to. Like, I, I wish that me and my friends had this, my friends that passed away, imagine we had all these memories that we talked about, but it would never record it. So on Tuesdays, these are our time capsules where we just take a time capsule. Fridays, the Woody's Roundup, how I'm feeling, what's going on in the world. These are for, like, my grandkids when they get old, like, what was my grandfather like on Independence Day? This is what he was feeling. These are the events that happened. And then every second Friday, we're going to drop the One Tree Hill episodes. So we're going to drop these true, these One Tree Hill episodes. Uh, shout out to everybody listening. Shout out to to the podcast Booze and Bull BS. Bull, booze and BS. My homie AD, uh, she has a podcast. Listen on Spotify. Uh, very dope podcast. Very unique podcast. We're promoting them uh, with a podcast where they drink and they talk about that bulls, that bull crap. Uh, I think it's good, you know, two two Hawaiians uh, talking about the podcast. Uh, we're going to drop their link, drop their link to their podcast to listen to that. She was recently on our podcast. We talked about her life story. Uh, we did about an hour and a half. Uh, then at the end, she told us something about her life that was very interesting. So that's our bonus episode. That might be dropping in like three weeks. Next week, we'll be dropping next Tuesday. It'll be an episode of Mr. Phil Hunt. Phil Hunt is a stand-up comedian and you probably don't know he's probably the comedian that you probably take his memes all the time he makes all these memes everyone steals his memes and takes his name off of them but every tuesday we got nothing but i have so many interviews ready for the world uh like subscribe review keep emailing us we'll do the topics that you want uh this is jared waters this is one man one tree in the hill happy independence day uh if you see something say something uh if you're marching please be safe and shout out to our dude Elijah that was murdered by the cops. And then those cops that just made fun of him by putting a choke in Aurora, Colorado, were just fired. So shout out to those cops that were fired. Protect and serve, man. That's all you got to do. Protect and serve is so simple. Uh, but don't be a fear in the community. That's all I got to say. All right. My name is Jerry Waters, two-time wrestling champ. This is one man, one tree in the hill. Peace out. Live on the podcast on one man, one tree, one hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, I said, I just want to say, man, you're the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. Yeah. And she was like, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got Break that thing over. She wants it private, but they're not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two, least months. two months. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters, and I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to.